0: Now, the Spirit of Jesus in me greets the Spirit of Jesus in you and bids us to come together and worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us, either sons or daughters. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, saints. Oh God, as we continue in this series of listening to you, let your word speak to us so that it may give life and life abundantly. Let your word speak to us so that we may hear you and block out all of the noise that may be around us Let your word speak to us and allow that word from my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight O Lord my strength and my Redeemer amen so here we are we are at the fifth Sunday of Lent as April m- made a comment during the announcement I am just my head is starting to, sw- I'm, I'm starting to get that Easter head swimming thing of all the things, making sure that we're checking things off, especially since last year, we really didn't do Easter like we normally do, do Easter. I mean, we, we had it uh, all online and everything, and we were at staff meeting this past Tuesday, and April was like, since we haven't done this in two years, I'm trying to make sure that we get ca- capture everything. So we are, and, and it's so easy to, to get lost in all of the details and, and to make sure that we're trying to do what we can do, that we, that we fail to do the most important thing, and that's just listening to Jesus. So join me as we hopefully block everything else that is going on around us right now. And listen to these words from Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 30. Hear the word of the Lord. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. And when Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. And Jesus looked at him and said, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, Well, then who then can be saved? Jesus replied, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left all we have to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to them, No one who has left home or wife or brother or sisters or parent or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come eternal life. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So a uh, long time ago, man, over 20 years now, it's hard, hard to believe, I took our middle son Tim to uh, church with me and, and sent him on to Sunday school. And I, I went to my Sunday school class, and a- after Sunday school was over, I went to go pick him up. I think I, I think he's three years old at this time. And as we're walking out to the car, I asked him, "So, what did you learn in Sunday school today?" And I re- I remember because I just love this memory. He he sat there, just very thought, real quickly, and he said, "Well." I've learned that it is easier to get a needle into an eye of a camel than for a rich man to go to heaven. And I thought for a second, yeah, it probably is a whole lot easier to get a needle in the eye of a camel. I just laughed and laughed, and I was like going, one of these days I'm going to be able to tell that story, and finally... But see, sometimes it's easy for us to take a look at Scripture and not fully understand what it is that Jesus is talking about. Sometimes it's easy to, to take bits and pieces of, of God's Word and, and, and mix it up a little bit to where, you know, it can be right, but it's not all the way right. That's why this year for Lent we've been taking a look at the series called Listen to Him." And, and really stopping and, and day by day, if you are following along with, with the little devotional book that, that we gave you uh, for, for Lent, and, and really dig into God's Word. Bit by bit, day after day. You know, I've I've said this before. I've done reading plans before where I've tried to speed read through the Bible each morning, reading about like eight or nine different chapters a day so I can say I've read the whole thing. Taking this opportunity to to really stop and listen to the stories of Jesus has been uh, just life-changing for me this year. Not that I haven't read these stories before, but just to actually stop and pause and think. Stopping and pausing and thinking at the mountain of transfiguration. Seeing God's full glory there in Jesus Christ with Moses and Elijah and and, and realizing as one of his disciples that I would want to do what his disciples did. Wanted, Wanted to build monuments. Wanting to hear Jesus as he tells us to to ask, seek, and knock, and, and fully look for God's kingdom instead of the things of this world. To hear the warnings for the scribes and the Pharisees, why, why it's so easy to point our fingers at the scribes and the Pharisees to understand that those warnings are also warnings for each and every one of us. And giving thanks that as Jesus took time to have dinner with tax collectors, and sinners, and prostitutes, uh, uh, while people are, are, are putting them down, having him say how valuable they are to him. But today's scripture is also one of those passages that, that we may not really want to go to because it, it, it can be a hard teaching. It can be a hard thing to listen to, but as we hear Jesus speaking with this ruler who really wanted more for his life, I think it's words that we should hear for ourselves. And it all starts with with a greeting. It all starts with a greeting that this young ruler gives to Jesus. He calls him good teacher. Good teacher. What is it that I need to do to have eternal life. And then Jesus throws it back at him. Not necessarily to say, How dare you call me good? Only God is good. But I think when he says that he's he's leaning into it a little bit more just to help push this young ruler to think about what it is that he's saying. I think one of the biggest problems, or actually two big problems that we have in our world today is, is how we take a look at who Jesus is. We, we have some that have a tendency to take a look at Jesus as just a good teacher. Somebody who has said some good things that we must live up to. You know, I know if you are like me, you've heard... Many times the golden rule said over and over and over again, and and that may be one of the best things that that Jesus has ever given us, had that opportunity to to treat others as we would want to be treated. But see, if we stop just there at Jesus' teaching, we miss his divinity. We, we, we miss him being the sacrifice that, that we need in order to be made right with God. We miss him as the one who has saved us, who, has, who has, has watched over us. But there's a danger for those who just really hang on to just the divinity of Jesus. And that is they think, well, you know, if I just believe, then I don't need to worry about anything else. If I, if I just believe in Jesus, it doesn't matter what else happens. I got my ticket into heaven, and all things are just great. But see, it's a lot more than just getting that ticket, and it's a whole lot more than just following his teaching. It, it, it's really holding on to both of those. And I think that's what he's trying to teach the the ruler that has come to ask this question. How in the world can I be good if you don't accept all that I am? The one who teaches and the one who saves. See, Jesus is looking for a full response of obedience. Jesus is looking for a full response to to make, (coughs) excuse me, to make us not hold others accountable, but to make sure that we are aligning ourselves to what Jesus is calling us to do. That's living in his lordship. And and then after he he goes through this, he he gives a response, a response to the young man about what the commandments are. And what you think about, how Jesus explains the commandments. He gives them these commandments to think about. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. So out of those commandments, and I have a confirmand here. I won't put her to the test to make her think about which ones that, that Jesus forgot to speak about since she has them all memorized. Right, Nina? Too late. I put you to the test, didn't I? No. Jesus only mentions a handful of the commandments. He he doesn't talk about those first four commandments. He talks about honoring God, but he just talks about those last commandments except for one that talks about neighbor. I'm sure if we were to, to do a poll around the room, we might have the same reaction. Well, yeah, I haven't. Committed adultery. I haven't stolen anything. I haven't uh, bared false witness against someone. I haven't definitely haven't murdered anyone. I, I, I do the best I can to honor my father and mother. I uphold all of these commandments. Up, but then Jesus really puts this young ruler to the test, and he says, "Take everything that you have, sell it, and give it to." The poor, and that's when you will have treasure in heaven. See, the one commandment that, that Jesus didn't lift up to this young ruler was the one about coveting. You shall not covet what your neighbor has. And for the rich man, he is in a way coveting, because he has forgotten who really owns all of the stuff that he has. See, it's not his. The stuff that we have is not ours. It belongs to God. See, I think that is the one thing more that Jesus wants to remind us. You know, every single time I hear the phrase, one thing more, I think of the movie City Slickers. Back in, in 1991, yes, Dean, Exactly. But Curly puts up his finger, and he says, there's just one thing. And Billy Crystal's wondering, what, what exactly could this one thing be? And Curly says, it's something you have to find out for yourself. But my friends, as followers of Jesus Christ, we know what that one thing is. That we need to put everything we have under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, to to live under his teaching and, and to live in the knowledge that he is our Lord and Savior. And then, then we can be set free. So the one thing isn't just giving up everything that we have. The one thing is listening to Jesus as our teacher and our Redeemer. And leaning into that, because that is all that Jesus is asking of us. It, it's not to, to pick and choose what we want to, to follow or what to believe, but is to give all of us, all of ourselves to, to Him, so that He may move in our lives and share this amazing grace that is for each and every one of us. Y'all know one of my favorite authors is Brennan Manning. And in one of his books, he wrote this wrote these words about God's grace and about Jesus. He says, "Grace is sufficient even though we huff and puff with all our might to try to find something or someone it cannot cover. Grace is enough." He is enough. Jesus is enough. I think the rich young ruler, he comes to Jesus wanting to, to clarify or, or to justify all that he had and say, if I could just tick off one, two, three, four different things, then I should be good enough. But Jesus says no. No. I want all of you. I want everything that you have. I want every aspect of your life so that I can mold you, so that I can mend you, so that I can make you into my beloved child. Yes, we are all sinners. Yes, we are all sons and daughters of God. But, through his grace, we are also made saints. You know, the final thing that I love about Jesus' teachings is that we never get the end of the story. We don't know what happened. I, I think there's another telling of this, this passage where it says that the, the young ruler goes away sad. The thing I like about this Luke passage, it just says that the young ruler was sad. It didn't say that he went away. It said that he was just sad. When we go to other passages, like when we talked about the prodigal son, Jesus didn't give us the end of the story. And I think the reason why he didn't give us the end of the story is because we get the opportunity to live in that story ourselves. Not to try to to make the story into how we want to live, but but we live in that story ourselves right here and right now. And we have a chance to see how the story plays out. And we live in God's amazing grace. So it's okay to be sad. It's okay to wonder exactly how this word really digs into our hearts. But what God is asking us to do to the person of Jesus Christ, is to say, just just give me you. Give me who you are, where you are, and allow my grace to be sufficient for you. Let us pray. Oh God, you speak to us, and, and we listen but Lord, sometimes it's just way much easier to listen than to actually do. So God, sometimes in our own lives, we come to you just like the young ruler has come to you. Maybe proud, maybe boastful, because we can put up a list of all of the things that we have done in your name but God when we do those things for our glory we are so misled when we do things to lift ourselves up and tear others down we miss the mark lord just as the just as jesus spoke to the young ruler and said you know i want all of you all of your riches all of your wealth, all of your, your treasures. Give those to me. Because they really don't belong to you anyway. They're mine, as you are mine. So Lord, this morning, as we close our time together, help us to pray in our hearts. Lord, I'm yours. Take everything that you have given me and, and use it for your glory and for your good. Allow me to live fully in your kingdom, and I'll let your grace be sufficient in our lives, because your grace is enough. You are enough. And we pray this, in the name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.